Welcome back to The Rep, and today let's walk through the word in Genesis chapter 15. Abraham turns and leaves the king of Sodom in the dust and walks into one of the more significant events in the Bible, the ratification of the Abrahamic covenant. To briefly underscore its significance, it's worth noting that this event, and particularly Genesis 15 verse 6, sets in motion the promises of Genesis chapter 12, which are weaved together over the remainder of the Old Testament story before climaxing in the arrival of Jesus at the beginning of the New Testament. Speaking of the New Testament, the explicit verse that we'll be looking at today, verse 6 in Genesis 15, that verse is very important in Pauline theology, showing up in the epistle to the Galatians in chapter 3, verse 6, and again in the epistle to the church at Rome in the fourth chapter, third verse. And when you zero in on what that verse says, you, you quickly see why it's a favorite for Paul. It boldly declares that Abraham was declared righteous by God purely on the grounds of faith, of believing the Word of God. So as Paul develops it fuller in the fifth chapter of Romans, it is the Old Testament trophy verse for, pro for proclaiming justification by faith alone in Christ alone. Now, when we look back at the whole chapter of Genesis 15, I, I think some things probably need to be mentioned. First, we should recall that this entire event narrated in the 15th chapter follows Abraham's apparent rejection of worldly self-help in rejecting the offer from the king of Sodom. As mentioned in the last episode, when Abraham's rejected Sodom's offer, he simultaneously declared to us that he did so because he is trusting in God alone to deliver on his word. God doesn't need Abram's help, and he sure doesn't need the king of Sodom's help. Secondly, just as soon as God speaks reassurance to Abram concerning the promise in verse 1 of chapter 15, Abram acts somewhat counterintuitively, doesn't he? He questions God's ability to deliver as he reminds him that the only heir currently living in his house is not a blood relative of his. Oh, and by the way, Lord, Sarah and I are not getting any younger. It's amazing how quickly doubt can creep into our lives, isn't it? Abram has just rejected the help of powerful leaders on the grounds of trusting God. That was Genesis 14. But when pressed by God not to fear, Abram reveals that he has a whole lot of fears hiding just beneath the surface. And yet God is gracious. He responds to Abram in a loving and somewhat mysterious way. He brings him outside of the tent and tells him to look up. Look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. So shall your offspring be. Abram looks, believes, and God says he is righteous because of this belief in the word of God. And then the rest of the chapter is a narration of the covenant ratification 
between Abram and God. So, given all of this, I have two questions worth pondering, I think. The first, what did Abram see that he had not seen before? And secondly, why is Abraham's belief declared to be righteous? To answer the first question, I want to mention that it would be silly to assume, I think, that that this was the first time that Abram had ever stared out into a nighttime sky. I mean, can you just even imagine the scenery at this time period on planet Earth? If you Think about it now, if you venture out to some reclusive part of the world today where the streetlights don't obscure the, the beauty of nature, then you easily find yourself mesmerized by the heavens. Well, they didn't have streetlights in Abram's day, so I can assure you that the stargazing was exquisite, to say the least. However, in our text from Genesis 15, it's quite apparent that something is different this time. Abram looks up in obedience to the word of God, and faith erupts in the heart of Abram. It reminds me of another distinct text. Psalm 19.1 The heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. So I think that was what Abram was enabled to see that he had not seen before. The Word of God opened his eyes to the glory of the God who was speaking to him. And all those doubts just faded away as he stood before the presence of one so great. So what about the second question? Why did Abram's belief count as righteousness? Well, for help, (laughs) I appeal to Paul, who gives us an explicit answer in Romans chapter 4, verses 20 through 22. I'll, I'll read these for you. Speaking about Abraham and Sarah, No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. The point here, I think, seems to be that Abraham's faith made much of God. It glorified God. It magnified God. How? Because in response to this revelation of his glory, Abraham declares through his belief in the word of God that God is worthy of trust. He didn't know how God was going to do this. This was an awesome thing for God to promise. He didn't know how he was going to bring it to pass. But he believed that God could. Nothing made him waver, not even his old age. Faith doesn't need details. It just needs instruction. Well, that's enough for today. I hope you have a great week, and I'll catch you next time around. Blessings.